from the depths of pop culture rises a big stuff, unimaginable obsession to wreak havoc on the podcast of man. This is the Gigantacast! Yeah, and that was... An intro. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> From the, the depths of time. Yes. Coming forward where Matt has personally gone back to make sure that there were, in fact, kaiju and he's not just barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. Everybody just pray to Christ I don't get my hands on a DeLorean because I'm just going to fuck everything up. <laughs> well, if you have a DeLorean, it'll be fucked up in the first place. It's so true. They were not well-made cars. Nope. Tinfoil. Isn't that what Doc Brown said? Pretty much. Yep. All right. So this is uh, this is the Giganticast, and this is um, our, uh, our, our third episode. Um, I probably won't be counting after a while, but uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, this is our... Uh, our kaiju giant monster Japanese pop culture centric podcast on uh, oneofus.net. I'm your host, Matt Frank. I'm a comic book artist, mostly known for doing, in the words of Jason Murphy, big lizards. Uh, and, uh, and I have with me here today. Who? Monkey? No, oh, no not me. the cat. Chris, yes. Yes, Chris. <laughs> Chris is here helping me out today. I'm sidekicking. Sidekicking. Because um, uh, fairly recently, Chris and I were talking, and he just threw the idea out there, hey, why don't we just... Why don't you just get on mic and just talk about your recent trip to Japan? And I thought, that's a great idea to kill an hour. <laughs> well, well, now, here's the thing. This was your first trip? This is my second trip. Second trip. Okay. Yeah. Because I went originally with my... Then girlfriend, now wife, Morgan, mm. and we went back in 2012 just as a vacation, and uh, it kind of turned into this weird, like, like almost almost a business trip just because of all the connections we made and all the people who wanted to hang out who were also industry professionals. And this, though, uh, this trip that I just had from November 13th to November 23rd was decidedly a business trip. I mean, obviously, I'm going to Japan. I'm going to go dick around, but I, I also had two 50-pound suitcases filled with stuff to sell. So Right. So, And your business is kaiju. So. Yeah, with a, with, a, with a side business in giant robots. Well, there you go. Yeah. Which fits this podcast yeah. to right? a T. To a T. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I've already been thinking about ways I could do a giant robot-centric podcast. Oh, I think geez. that'll be fun. I think it would fit into this, though. Yeah. You can talk about giant robots. I mean, it's called Giganticast. Right, yeah. So anything giant is pretty much covered under the title. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's at the same time. I I do want to have certain rules, but I get to make them and I get to break them. So, yeah, well, that's how <laughs> rules are best served. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, so what was know. your core reason? Like you said, for business. So, what yep. was the specific thing that brought you out there? Well, I I went because uh, this was actually now this is a story in and of itself. Um, I was informed by a contact I have out there that there is a show, a convention, called uh, Kaigai Manga Festa, which is uh, translates to International Comics Festival. And it's a Japanese convention that uh, focuses on bringing in lots of international artists and people who work in comics who aren't specifically Japanese. Ooh, I mean, that's you. I know. I'm not Japanese. I'm gonna go. So, I. It is funny because of how many Japanese franchises I've struggled and fought and clawed in my way to associate myself with, and yet, 
just a tragically, tragically Caucasian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, the the convention, I mean, they've had some pretty heavy hitters. I mean, I know Jim Lee has been a recurring guest. Uh, but isn't he Japanese? No. <laughs> He's... I, I don't know, actually. He's not Japanese. He's not? Okay. No. Uh, at least I don't think so. I don't know. But my point is, is that uh, they have people from they have people from Italy. They have people from Australia. It's a big old smorgasbord of arty goodness. And I tried to go last year. And unfortunately, kids, this is your uh, Uncle Matt with a little, uh, a little public service announcement. Always know when your passport's going to expire. Oh, you had to, yeah, I know. Yeah. You're not the first person I know who's had to cancel a trip because they weren't paying close enough attention to the passport. Yeah, but it's just, it's just this, the thing that sits in your friggin' dresser drawer. You don't even yeah. think about it. And it takes 10 years to expire. I, I looked at it and I realized, oh crap, this expired in Jan- like January 2014. And unfortunately, it's not one of those things you can just go down to the DPS and get updated right there on the spot. Well, ostensibly you can. Okay. It's just going to cost you. Uh... I found a third-party service here in town that offers 24-hour passport renewal. Uh-huh. And it was 100% legitimate. They they just provide the expedited service. They don't actually renew it. They send it to the governmental offices to have it renewed. Uh, and I think by the end of the day, I was out about four hundred dollars. It was yeah, it was a whole other plane ticket. And then, okay, so I went in. I remember the day I found out, and I'm like, crap, I got to go take care of this. So I went in, and I remember walking in the door of the office, and I heard the receptionist. On the phone, and she was she she said to me, "Oh, uh, just a minute, sir." And she gets back on the phone and says, "Yes, we're just calling to let everyone know that uh, there was a uh, the government computers were hacked earlier this morning, so all processes have been delayed by one more day at minimum." I'm like, "Uh," <laughs> so I still had a couple days, so I could still make this work. She said, "Okay, we're just going to let you know there's no refunds." Uh, I don't really have much of a choice. So I threw down the cash and went home. Next day, they said, okay, uh, it's still delayed because they took a long time to get back up and running. All right, one more day. Okay, they called me again and they said, oh, um, they lost your photo. Oh so you got to come back in and take another photo. So at this point, I have to call and reschedule my flight, which is another $300. Oh. It was, man. And then finally... The day came, I called them up and I said, where is it? And they're like, oh, we don't know. Jesus. So I had to cancel the trip. It was a, it was heartbreaking because I had to email all these people who were excited to see me. And we were going to go go hang out. And so, like, I can't. It Most was, expensive non-trip ever. It sucked. <laughs> Thankfully, I got credit for the flight. So I was able to turn it around and apply it to this trip. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't a complete waste. No. I mean, and, you know, for somebody like me, all those sort of expenses, I think, amount to a tax write-off. So you sure. can, you know... Not you're not going to be. This was business. As you it said. was very much business related. But oh, anyway, this trip, I got to go to this convention. Now my my contact over there, my agent, he specifically was trying to bring over Transformers artists, uh, and I only have done a couple of Transformers related projects, but uh, apparently people liked what I did. Mm. So I was kind of brought over along, and we had a couple of signings as well. 
But, uh, yeah, the purpose was the two weekends I was there were just filled with work and signings and stuff. And then the week in between that, I got to go dick around. <laughs> so, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell us about what happened. Pro- proceed with dickage. Got it. Yeah, proceed um, with the, or proceed with the, you know, I mean, as well, I'm sure. Didn't you actually, on some of these signings, you got to meet slash work with some other big people in the industry? Yeah, that was the thing that was really uh, striking that... I sort of I would talk to these people and I think to myself, my God, I grew up with your work. Like I grew up admiring your stuff from afar, and now here you are buying me lunch. So, <laughs> which is just that's the thing that I really did want to emphasize about my trip was you will scarcely feel more welcomed to a place than when you go to Japan. Uh, if you, especially if you, obviously it, it helps if you know people sure. or if you've been in contact with people and they want to make your trip feel as special as possible. So like the first day I got there, I checked into the Godzilla hotel because of course I did. That's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. The Godzilla hotel. Well, what it what, is, what defines it is the Godzilla hotel. It might be the, uh, it might be the life-size Godzilla head on top of it. Okay. Yeah. There's it's it's in Shinjuku and it's the hotel the, the Hotel Gracery Shinjuku and it's this big fancy brand new hotel that was made just about a year ago and on the 8th floor which is just about 50 50 55 meters uh, there is a life-size Godzilla head, which is to scale with the original Godzilla. Okay. And every day at noon and then at about 6 p.m., it stomps, roars, and breathes a mist with a blue backlighting to simulate atomic breath. That's awesome. It, it roars so loud it echoes through the city. Jesus. And I just think to myself, somebody shits themselves every day. Because ah. they're like, it's finally happened! Somebody's like... Fuck you, I work nights. (laughs) Yeah, basically, that's one of the things I worry about is, like, who just fucking hates this thing at this point? (laughs) But, yeah, that thing is rad, and you can go out on the observation deck and stand underneath it while it roars. And, you know, the whole hotel has, like, little bits of Godzilla paraphernalia sprinkled throughout. But it's otherwise a really classy, modern, nice hotel. Not cheap. (laughs) I wouldn't imagine so. It's a hotel in Tokyo. That, in and of itself, says... You're gonna pay. I mean, there are you're even the cheaper hotels. You're you're probably still gonna find something pretty nice. I mean, the first time I went back in 2012, we stayed at the Sakura Hotel in Ikebukuro, which is a bit more of a. It was made originally for uh, businessmen traveling to and from Japan, so it's a bilingual hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cheap, very small, but very cozy and clean. So, you know, and that's kind of, that's just a Japanese thing. You know, everything's, they try to make everything, keep things clean over there. Fair enough. Because it's like, we're not, it, it's, it's, I just think about their, the amount of people in a single space there is, I think, even more intense than someplace like New York. And I'm just thinking about how if they were in any way swung, the pendulum in any way swung closer to the way New Yorkians <laughs> and Americans act, they would have all killed each other. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, but you didn't have to sleep in one of those drawers or anything. No, no, no. It wasn't that bad. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Godzilla Hotel. Yes. Super rad. What else was in there that was Godzilla-themed? Or was uh, that it? Well, they had they had the head. They have the um, they have a Godzilla cake, which is delightful. What that's just being served at breakfast or something? <laughs> no, it's in the cafe next to the head, and you can um, 
get a little, yeah, it's a little like $15 Godzilla cake, and it's like this little volcano-shaped chocolate thing with a little smoking dish of uh, of whipped cream to go with it. Okay. Yeah, it's delicious. Uh, you <laughs> bet your ass I bought that, like, first day. And, uh, yeah, and then there's just, there's a little, there's a little mural of posters. There actually is a Godzilla-themed room that's, uh, that room specifically is booked for, like, the next four or five months. You would think every room would be Godzilla-themed in the Godzilla Hotel. Yeah, well, the rest of them, I think, would just pale in comparison because this, this room has a life-size not life size, but like a person sized Godzilla statue, mm-hmm. a relief of Tokyo around the walls, um, posters all over the walls, and even little miniature buildings. Wow. Yeah. So, so you were dying of jealousy. I really wanted to stay in that room, but <laughs> that room is also like several hundred a night. I I'm mean, sure. it was, it's like four or five hundred a night or something. I don't know, but it's pretty rad though. Out uh, of budget. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you have to be like, okay, this is a business trip. I'm trying to come back with money. But anyway, so uh, the first day, though, I had off. So uh, I just, on a whim, was contacted by um, this industry guy uh, named Hiroshi Sagai. And Sagai is uh, a sculptor, and he's one of the guys who sculpted and helped uh, create a bunch of the suits for the more recent Godzilla movies and Ultraman and a couple other things. And he worked on the Gamera, the 90s Gamera movies. I mean, these guys, they bounce around. Sure. So he contacted me and said, like, hey, uh, I heard you're going to be in town. Do you want to go hang out? And I'm like, "Uh, cool, yeah, I got a day off, so let's do this. And... We uh, we met up uh, in Shinjuku, which side note, it's a, it's kind of funny because the Godzilla Hotel is it's this like I said, it's a big, fancy, pretty hotel. It's smack in the middle of the red light district, oh, <laughs> which it's but not. They have Godzilla themed hookers too. I'll have to get back to you on that. Uh, <laughs> Godzilla Strip Club? Oh, man. Come like, on. Girl in a Godzilla outfit who's the poles designed like a skyscraper and she climbs it. You know? Dude, everybody on Rage Select already thinks I'm a weird perv, so. You're not a perv. You are weird. I am. Yeah. Well, you know. A little column A, a little column B. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Only no- your wife knows for sure. <laughs> Please don't listen to this, honey. Um, <laughs> so, no, we, we, you know, it, I mean, it's not like... Super seedy. It's just a little bit seedy. It's a bunch of strip clubs. Yeah, there's there's strip clubs, and there's also like just uh, hostess clubs and places where you can go. Not even really for May necessarily. Uh, May cafes are more of an Akihabara That's thing. That's in the anime district. Yeah, yeah. which. I just feel so bad for these poor girls because they're standing out on the corner. And they're just these. I'm like, this whole thing would be a lot more appealing if they didn't all just look dead inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a job, and. I don't know, but anyway, that's not where I was. Uh, sure, so, it wasn't. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did go to Akibara. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't have ice in my veins. Uh, sure, <laughs> but I'm not dead. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so Sagai came and, and met up with me, and we just we just met up, and we were oh hey, and he's like okay, hang on, we got we're waiting for some people, and I'm like who are we waiting for? He's like he's just just he's like just wait, and we waited, and uh, very quickly, two other guys showed up. One was Shinji Nishikawa, who is now not only uh, a friend, but 
one of the most prolific Japanese Godzilla artists. Like, he's done Godzilla manga, he's designed a bunch of the monsters, he helped design Godzilla 2000, he helped design Mecha King Ghidorah, and Biollante, and Space Godzilla, and... I mean, this guy has worked for Toho for years. So he's a legend. The guy, yeah, the guy is huge. And he just shows up, and he's like, oh, hey, Matt! And we're like, ah, ah! And then, another guy showed up, uh, Ryuki Kitooka, who is a stunt actor, who, and also just an actor-actor, who was, he plays villain characters, he was in several Ultra, he was several Ultraman series, playing Ultraman, as well as several different monsters. He is a he was in a Jackie Chan movie fairly recently from Hong Kong, I believe. Uh, he just, just this tremendous, like, really prolific stunt stunt actor and martial artist. And he shows up, oh, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Frank, this is your life. <laughs> Where's Candid, where, where, where are the cameras? Because <laughs> this is nuts. So yeah, and we went over to this other guy's uh, studio, uh, uh, Kakse Fujiwara, who works on, he's also a sculptor. He helped make, so he helped design a bunch of Godzilla suits and a bunch of other props, and had a bunch of stuff in his studio that I can't talk about because it's all super secret and awesome. Oh, you can talk about it a little. Yeah, no, just a hint. I mean, other than, I mean, other than a lot of the cool stuff that he has, he was working on some stuff for some some existing properties that were just, I'm just like, wow, this is really high profile, and he like. Just we just hung out and drank uh, green tea lattes and just bullshitted about Godzilla and uh, yeah, green tea lattes are a thing. Um, no, I was I was <laughs> stuck on the green tea latte. I yeah, well. uh, <laughs> it was good. Uh, they have green tea themed everything in Japan. The Kit Kat bars Kit Kat, are delicious. Yeah. Toshi sent us some green tea uh, Kit Kat bars and we were like, yeah, these are good. Yeah, I mean, I, I did get to see Toshi while I was there. Oh, good. Yeah, Toshi. By the way, if you don't know, we have a podcast on our site called uh, Wayward Podcast under the World of Us <laughs> cast banner. Nice. And uh, Toshi there is our buddy who lives in Japan, and he does Japan-themed podcasts uh, every couple weeks. So if yeah. you like Japan stuff, check that out, too. Yeah, Toshi's just a super sweet guy. And, I mean, he and I had talked before because, well, we, we knew each other. Th- we had met through Randy uh, and... Over a rogues gallery, not that you, I'm, for the audience. Uh, uh, I understand. <laughs> yeah. And um, anyway, he and I started talking because this was back when I was working on some games and he just wanted to cover them. And then we kept talking and yeah, and he, he took us out to lunch and super awesome. He took us out to Akihabara and was like, okay, no, this store is probably this theme, this store is this theme. You'll probably find some kaiju stuff here. Okay, see you later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. Shout out to Toshi for just being really, uh, really a big help. Just, just, just taking the time out of his day to come see us. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Yeah, and so yeah, and just, uh, just hanging out with these Godzilla guys. It was funny because this rec- this joke started. This recurring joke happened where they started questioning whether or not. I mean, they were joking. They were questioning whether or not I was secretly Japanese because of the shit that I knew. There's like, got to be a Japanese word for that, right? That sounds like something uh, it, that would be have its own word. I bet, but they were trying to say it in English. They were like, you are uh, 
secret Japanese. That's what they kept calling. Because, like, I would be looking through books, uh, like, that they would show me, like, oh, check this out. Check this book out. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Oh, wow, that's Green Man. And they're like, you know who Green Man is? This fucking obscure-ass Toho superhero from the 70s that had, like, 14 episodes. You're like, you don't know who you're messing with. <laughs> I was even saying, like, oh, yeah, like, King Kong, King Kong vs. Godzilla. Wasn't he played by Solomon Hirose? And they're like, Who's helmet? Hey, get, get your get your phone out! <laughs> One of us. Yeah, they were super sweet. And then, uh, actually, the best part of the evening, aside from everything else, was um, we went to dinner and uh, started <clears throat> started drinking. I drank every night while I was there. Yeah, you I, did that on vacation. Consistently drunkest I think I've ever been. <laughs> uh, and uh, but while we were there, and we we were just talking. At one point, uh, somebody brought out a. Somebody brought out a uh, uh, the the, the, wait, the waiters brought out a bowl of eel with rice mixed into it, and it was like just 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 this dish, just traditional dish. And I'm like, and they and they told me, oh, it's got eel in it. I was like, ah, and I was a little drunk, so I said, unagi, because <laughs> I did the the you know you know that thing from Friends. Yeah, uh, no, ah, damn it, more of a Seinfeld guy, right? Yeah. It, <laughs> well, there was an episode of Friends where Ross was. Um, he kept going around with his two fingers to his temple being like, unagi, and he thought he was talking about some kind of Japanese martial art. Okay. And Rachel was like, isn't that, like, sushi? Isn't that, like, eel or something? And he's like, no, it's a, it's an ancient Japanese martial art style. All right, but in this case, you it was the correct place to say unagi. Right, but, but I did it, and I did the thing that Ross did, and they all looked at me like I was a goddamn idiot. <laughs> so I was like, no, 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 no. So I had to kind the of... Japanese do not watch Friends. This well, is what's you know happening. what was funny? They actually knew what Friends was. Well, it's hard to not know what Friends Right. Is. It's like almost... It's the Disney of sitcoms. <laughs> well, yeah, they... They were like I met. I, I kind of had to clumsily explain it to them. Oh no, it's like a it's like a joke. It's like the joke is that Americans don't know what Jap- Japanese words, and they were like, "Oh, that's." They were like, "That's weird." The next day, I got up. The guy had found the clip on YouTube and uh. posted it, and I'm like. Great. <laughs> no, it was hilarious because later in the week I saw them and they came up and it was like, they were like, Matosan, Unagi. <laughs> it's old. They're still doing it. They're still it doing swept it. Swept Japan. <laughs> It's like on their their version of Thrill List is like number one fun expression this year <laughs> that this crazy Texan brought over to us. <laughs> no, nobody knows where it came from. No, yeah, it's it's just this crazy like somebody somewhere in Tokyo started doing it and. He, he's not allowed back in the country anymore, but it's funny. Um, You're on the no-fly list now, buddy. <laughs> God. So anyway, that was just day one. And trust me, the, the, I, I'm going to try and go through this as quickly as I can because I don't want to be here for four hours. <laughs> to, to, yeah, make it, I'm, I'm sure nobody wants to hear me talk about my vacation slash business trip for four hours. And now let's look at the slideshow. <laughs> well, you funny you should say that because I'm having to pull that up now so I can remind myself of what happened when. <laughs> I mean, I got to hang out with a bunch of Transformers guys, too. Um, uh, Naoto Tsushima and Hayato Sakamoto are two really prolific tra- Japanese Transformers artists who are just really cool, sweet guys. And um, Isakamoto-san even was kind enough to walk me back to my hotel. And he didn't have to. I was like, I know where I am. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. And it's like, don't you have a train in like, in like 20 minutes? I'll be fine. I really hope he made it back to his train in time. <laughs> he was just, you know, very, very courteous. And, um, yeah, so like uh, the next day, uh, well, I'm not going to go day by day. I mean, I got to, I, I got to go... Uh, 
hang out with uh, my uh, my friend um, Fumiaki Kawakami, who's best known for uh, he has his own label of of limited run action figures that he makes, and he gets like he makes like these limited run kaiju toys and stuff and like i got to see his studio and he's just got this wall of toys and i'm just like i just kind of want all of this and he just did he give you any he starts pulling stuff off the shelf and handing it to me and i'm like what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) oh just he and his wife were just so sweet you know and they just they showed me around and they they took me to this um there's there was a, a vegetable shop, like a little farmer's market in this little neighborhood called Gojira. Like, you're supposed to carry out the A. Uh-huh. And it's just, there's nothing Godzilla-themed about it except that there's a there's a Godzilla statue on the roof with a flashing eyes. I mean, Gojira or Gojira. Yeah. It's like... Well, that's... Is that the point? Well, I'm, I'm sure it's a pun of some kind that they he didn't want to have to bother explaining to me. But so there's like a probably a vegetable or a name for shop that sounds like Gojira. Like it's some kind of pun, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. I mean, they love they love puns. Do they really? <laughs> they love puns or just that. play on words of some kind. Like if you, you can make some kind of a portmanteau of stuff, it's very complicated, and I don't fully understand it myself. That's, that's the thing I need to emphasize, everyone. I don't speak Japanese. I I can get by, and I've been complimented on my pronunciation, and that's about it. Okay. So, I'm not some lizard savant. Um, oh, wait, no, I am exactly that. You're a savant when it comes to lizards. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh... <laughs> so, anyway, uh, the Sunday was the actual convention, was Kaigamanga Festa. That was so crazy, because I was like, I walked in there, and the hall is gigantic. I mean, it's huge. I mean, it's obviously not Comic-Con huge, but it's really, really big. What was the name of the place that it was held? Well, it was at uh, Tokyo Big Site in Odaiba, which is just kind of towards the outskirts on the on the coastal side of Tokyo. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a good half-hour cab ride to get out to it. But they had, yeah, they rented out this really huge venue, and there were just tons of artists. And I just thought to myself, there's no way. Like, there is no way I'm going to get nobody's even, people are going to even know I'm here. <laughs> Surprising amount of people, like, were, were constantly at my table. Like, I was really happy with the numbers that I had. I mean, everybody was really gracious and sweet, and people knew who I was, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening! Uh, you, you never know where you're going to find an audience. It was really awesome, and everyone was super sweet. And it's not really that surprising that a bunch of people in Japan know you. I mean, come on. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're a niche market, Matt, but it's you're a true. Niche, Those fans... <laughs> <laughs> they, they, They'll find me. <laughs> there's, and there's probably a lot of them in the place where that market started. Mm. <laughs> I'll give you that. It's just, I'll tell you what was the thing that was, I mean, aside from everybody who was just, came up to me and they were just so sweet and so, so earnest about their support. Uh, one of them, um, this at one point, this young man came up to me and he couldn't have been more than 10 or 11, maybe 12 and he handed, uh, well, he actually had this note in his hand, and he was shaking a little bit. And I'm like, what's going on, man? And he, in near-perfect English, read me this note that he had written for me, which was all about how much he liked my work and how he had been watching Godzilla since he was born. Literally, it's what it says in the note. And then he gave me the note, and he gave me this cool Godzilla folder and stuff to keep stuff in. 
And yeah, and it was just really emotional because he was really nervous to meet you. Yeah, I couldn't. He's a hardcore otaku. He was. This kid was hardcore, and his and his mother was there with him, and she was just really happy to see him so happy, and it just really affected me a lot. And I have his note still. I really want to frame it and put it on my wall. Yeah, it's such sweet. a sweet little letter. And um, yeah, uh, so uh, Shingo, dude, you're the best. And uh, this is the kid's name. He's just, he's just, it was just, it really, it really struck me, you know, that that this kid who, um, this kid apparently follows an American, this Japanese kid follows an American artist who's known for drawing a Japanese character. <laughs> it's just a weird little loopy doopy thing going on there that but is, you know you are one of the best guys drawing godzilla right now so shut up you um, know <laughs> i mean when your focus is that tight you get to be pretty good at it i know? yeah i mean i i mean i guess it, it's just gratifying that the thing that i spent every hour of every day as a child drawing when i was his age drawing yeah what a shocker you're good at it <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway... How we, does that fucking work? It, I know. It's like friggin' voodoo, I guess. Uh, <laughs> godzilla doo That's not a word, no. Um, I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> and yet you've been talking since a child, too, and you're not any better at that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Way to bring it back around. Make me feel like a big old piece of shit. Well, you gotta... If you're gonna give somebody a huge, One of your buddies a huge compliment, you've gotta follow it up with a jab. That's <laughs> Otherwise, it gets awkward. We're like, is he hitting on me? Yeah, I, <laughs> by the way, by the way, you're 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 ugly, and your wife's got big ears. Um, <laughs> your wife does not have. No, she doesn't. No, she's she's very adorable. One of the more beautiful women I know. Oh, I'm gonna have to tell her you said that. No, she'll don't tell her explode. that because then she's gonna be weird around me. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's you know that that sort of thing can be very awkward. No, like, I know. No, I'm not saying anything like that. No, she's I know. Just, she she's a, not only very beautiful. She's a, one of those people you can when you get in conversation with, time just flies by. That's really that's really great. You uh, can tell that, I said that. I, okay, <laughs> I, I will. It's just that I just I know that she. She's always been very introverted and always been nervous around people, which she won't deny. She's so easy to talk to. Which is funny because she said that she's constantly in petrified fear. Well, she shouldn't be. She's, I know. That's what I keep telling her. She's very easy to talk to. Well, anyway, thank you very much for sure. that very kind words. Uh, so, Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, it's cool. I am her huge ears. I am... <laughs> <laughs> I am nice. Good way to bring it back around. I am gonna. I am. My plan is to actually take her back with me next time I go. So she did not get to go on this trip. No, it was just me because I wanted to test the waters and see um, see how successful of a trip it could be. And if they had any Godzilla themed hookers. Well, there was that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll tell her that part. No, I, um, I could not picture you going and soliciting a hooker. I just can't see it. I was... Even I, with a Godzilla mask. Some of my friends I was with did try to pull me into a few of these places and I'm like, ah, I'm good! I'm good! <laughs> gonna go uh, Gonna go to Nakano Broadway and uh, piddle and, and dig through the boxes of Godzilla minifigures. Um, Alright, so let me ask you, back to yeah. the actual con. Yeah. Did they have someone there to translate for you in case somebody, you know... Uh, yeah, yeah. wanted to talk to you and didn't speak. Anymore. Oh, yeah. No, I'm actually very fortunate that both my contact, Andrew, who, um, he's, he's, uh, born American, but he, he lives there now. He speaks fluently. And he was my, my agent helping me out. And then my friend Tomoya was also helping. 
and he uh, and I have known each other for years. He's more of a uh, he's more of a uh, Transformers and Super Sentai guy than he is Godzilla. Well, but fuck that guy then. <laughs> No. What an asshole. What a piece of shit who's helped me out every time I've gone over to, to see him or been at a convention that he's been at and he's actually stayed and watched my booth every time I leave and has been translating for me every time I talk to somebody in Japanese. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, fuck him. Um, <laughs> what has he done for you lately? <laughs> lately. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, he stuck by me pretty much any time I had an event over there. He helped me out and he just, you know, he speaks English and Japanese well enough to be able to. Help us help me communicate. So, big ups to Tomoya. He's also a really cool artist in his own right. So. During the con, didn't you do a picture with another Godzilla artist? Oh, um, that was my signing the week after with Nishikawa-san. Okay. So, so Nishikawa, the guy, one of the guys that I went to, that, that big wig Godzilla artist. Yes. He and I actually had a co-signing about a week after the con, the, the following week. Still in Tokyo. Still in Tokyo, yeah. We had this signing at this place called Monster Japan. Shout out Monster Japan. They're a great import shop. They specialize in, like, imports from outside of Japan. And, um... They had a we we had a big line too because and we did a collaborative print together. It was really awesome and um, Nishikawa like gave me a bunch of gifts afterwards, like these cool Godzilla snow globes and these this really beautiful sketch, uh, two sketches. But the one uh, that catches most people's attention is um, the Godzilla and the TARDIS sketch that he gave me. Okay. Yeah, because he knew that Morgan was into Doctor Who. Uh, so he wanted to make kind of a mashup piece for so both nice. of us. He's a super sweet guy. I mean, Not I can't... think Godzilla could fit in a TARDIS, but still. Well, it's a little, like, chibi Godzilla. Like, a little... Godzuki, basically. <laughs> sure. Different <laughs> character, but whatever. I'll let it slide. Um... <laughs> What's the Japanese word for idiot white boy who doesn't know what he's talking about? Gaijin. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I thought it was, there was maybe even a more specific one than that. No, uh, gaijin da. <laughs> um... That's me. Well, that's what I just kept saying. Whenever I fuck up when I do something stupid while I'm over there, I, could, I can play the Gaijin card, and I can just be like, ah, oh, sumimasen, baka gaijin da, you know, like a dumb foreigner, so please excuse sound me. sound effect player that goes, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pull that, carry that around on my, on my phone and just play that, and I'll be like, what, is that a reference to something? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's, we didn't have that. We, we, don't, we didn't have that. <laughs> Get out of here. Anyway, so, I mean, jeez. <laughs> so, like... I'm, I'm thinking about some of the other, like, awesome uh, shit that I got to do just because, like, just because people are just so damn nice to give me their time. I believe you mentioned an Ultraman-themed place you went to. <gasps> oh, my God! Okay, so the Kaiju Sakaba, which loosely translates to Monster Tavern, it's a place in Kawasaki that was originally supposed to only be there for a limited amount of time. It was so popular, they just made it a permanent fixture, and they opened a second one in Osaka. Um, now, uh, Kawasaki is a little ways outside of Tokyo proper. I mean, it's still technically Tokyo, but it's, uh, it's one, of the, one of the outside neighborhoods, mm-hmm. uh, districts. And uh, it's interesting because on my way out there, I experienced for the first time what I would call the crush, which is where, you know, that sardine can feeling oh, you, you get, get on the subway. Well, I've been I've been out. riding the subway for the most part, and and they hadn't really hadn't really been a problem. I mean, sometimes they were a little packed during rush hour, but wasn't anything I couldn't handle. This was straight up like 
I this is the first time I think my balls have ever graced another man's thigh. Oh yeah, no, and it was so <laughs> Toshi warned me about that ahead of oh, time yeah. when we were there. He's like, Look, you have to be prepared because it's gonna get crowded and people just press up against each other. Yeah. There's you just gotta that deal. is not considered to be weird, that's just normal. You just gotta so deal. Just deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw. I remember I was already running late because I didn't realize how far Kawasaki was from Tokyo, and I had to meet. I was meeting up with some people, and I, I got to the Shinagawa station. I believe is what it was. Got down to the line I was supposed to take. The people were packed in so tight on that train that they were sticking out of the doors. I mean, it was a miracle they even got the damn door shut. So I thought, yeah, I'll get the next one. And even the next one was still just... The Japanese forget the lube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it was crazy. And I remember just thinking, like, just deal, just deal, just deal. And, I mean, I, I sort of adapted and got over it pretty quick, because I'm just like, I just got to get to the fucking Sakaba. But, but it was totally worth it. Because you get there, and it's this cool... So, so... It's an Ultraman-themed bar, and all the characters associated with it are Ultraman characters, but it is specifically a monster bar. They have a sign. They have, like, a little a little um, ceremony, practically, you have to do when you get in. Your party arrives, and you are told by the attendant that... Okay, you, uh, we cannot uh, we cannot admit any heroes or or, or defense force members, uh, and you have to stick your hand in a monster. <laughs> so if you show up wearing an Ultraman outfit or a Power Rangers outfit, you're not allowed in. <laughs> they have a dress code of sorts. It's 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 kind of it's loose. It's mostly played for laughs, but it's like yeah, like for example, I did an Ultraman pose at one point during a picture, and I was told by the waiter, no 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 no, don't do, do that. that, can't do that, because the play Places for monsters and monster sympathizers. All right, so you're, it's a villain bar. Uh, basically, yeah, yeah, but it's like where they can go and just, just it's where the monsters can go and have fun and not be hassled by Ultraman. The man. The man. <laughs> and like you, the actual part of the ceremony is you have to stick your hand in Jamila's mouth, and Jamila is a monster, of course. Yeah. And if it roars like kind of just a standard roar, then you're allowed in. If it makes a screeching noise and bites down, you have to do it again because it might you might be a secret does hero. Does it actually do that? It does. <laughs> Did that happen to you, man? Not, not to me. Okay. Good but to it did happen to my friend. A straight up villain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am a piece of shit. <laughs> so, no, like my friend, I, I was there with my friend Keith. He was rooming with me, and Keith uh, runs the website Henshin Justice Unlimited. Shout out, uh, which is mostly a hero themed website, Japanese superheroes and stuff. And uh, he stuck his hand in and he got rejected. <laughs> but no, he get that little How embarrassing. You. I don't know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good laugh, but yeah, and you walk in and it's just, there's just, it's really cool. There's great decoration everywhere. There are specifically uh, kaiju themed rooms based around certain monsters. You go and you sit down and all the dishes are monster themed. Like you can get slices of Gomorrah's tail. Ew. You can get, um, a so is this actually like turtle meat? No, no, no. It's a um, not not Gamera, Gomorrah. Gomorrah. It's another. It's another. It's an Ultra Monster. Uh, <laughs> it's like like it's Gamera's mirror universe. Gamera. It's Gamera, but he's got a goatee. I, <laughs> I draw that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was like roast beef. Um, okay. Like, but it was shaped like Gomorrah's tail, which is a reference to a very specific episode of Ultraman. It's all shit like that. Okay, and uh, and if you're lucky. 
the manager will come out. Now, it didn't happen. I went twice, but it didn't happen. Uh, the manager will come out dressed as Bolton Sajin, who's the the canonical manager of the bar. And he's this big lobster-looking dude who goes around going, whoa, 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 whoa. And it's just, uh, I wanted I wanted him to come out. And I how often that guy is thinking to himself the whole time, what did I go wrong in my life? <laughs> you know he loves it. You, uh, may, you know... You like to think that, but have you ever been to one of those restaurants where the waiters all come out and sing happy birthday to oh, you? Oh, yeah. They don't love that. Well, yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. I don't know. It just seems to me like, in all honesty, they take a lot more pride in their work over there, even if it's like a crappy minimum wage job. Sure. I mean, it was funny because the, the, the receptionist or the, the, the maitre d' or whatever, the girl running the entrance to the bar, uh, she was there both nights I went. And I and I was talking with her, conversing with her, and uh, as best I could. And it turns out like she's a huge Ultraman fan. Like she has like little little Ultraman toys hanging off of her lanyard and stuff. And talked about how oh, my favorite's Ultra Seven, and like just was a huge geek. And um, and the second time I went, I noticed that they had these um autographs all over their walls and stuff from different actors and special effects guys and artists and stuff associated with the series. And I thought, well, let me try something. So I drew a sketch of a monster named Jiras, who was actually um, built out of an existing Godzilla suit back in the 60s. So it's basically just Godzilla with a frill. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, long story. Anyway, uh, well, they, they Ultraman back in the day had access to a bunch of Toho's props and stuff. So... Anyway, and I did the I did the sketch and I presented it to them and they all got excited and they put it up on the wall behind the register and I kind of like clumsily explained that I was an American Godzilla artist and yeah and so I just I just I cannot recommend it more it just was so much fun and I got so much you went twice yeah. Well, it's because a bunch of people wanted me to go with them, and also I, I wanted to go twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to listen to the fans. Yeah. Well, I wanted. I, I really, next time I want to go to Osaka and go to the one there, because that one's run by Kanegon, who's a golden purse monster, uh, and I just want to see that thing. The maitre d', basically. Yeah. Or, or the manager. The manager. Is, is Kanegon, and he's just yeah. this weird... I'll send you it sometime. He looks like a clam mixed with a, with a zipper mouth for a purse, and it's a... That sounds a, like a horrible outfit to have to wear to work. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the head is so big, you can't even get through doors. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like the Hamburglar, basically. Yeah, the guy looks like the Hamburglar, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was really awesome, and I mean, that's just it. It's like, I'm just thinking about... Or, I'm uh, sorry, Mayor McCheese is who I'm thinking of, not the Hamburglar. You're right. Yeah. Well, you know, that whole canon is weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why don't you do comics based on them, if they were giant monsters destroying a city? You know, it's funny you should say that. I have a friend who made a, a, a he made a, a, a sketch for me uh, one year at a convention called um, Ham. It, w- it was like it was like a Frankosaurus versus Big Macadon, <laughs> and it was a it was a big hot dog dinosaur fighting a giant Big Mac with teeth. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Why well, do anyway, I keep? I'm the guy. Who keeps that, that's okay. It's fine. I'm We're sorry. just having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the other big things that happened that I've definitely got to give a shout out to is um, uh, is my buddy uh, Shimpei Hayashiya, who is a kaiju parody director. He he specializes in making kaiju parodies. Now he does them all on his own with almost no money, and he. But he's got all these connections, and he's able to pull together a tremendous amount of talent to make these extremely low-budget movies. And um, 
He was best known, well, he was originally known, he, he kind of burst on the scene by making his own Gamera movie back in the early 2000s, Gamera 4, as he called it, and it's this weird, almost like a black comedy, uh, because everyone dies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's weird describing that as a comedy. It's a okay. weird, well, it's very, it's, cl- I, after seeing it, I'm like, okay, this is, this is clearly supposed to be. A, a really, this is supposed to be not taken 100% seriously. Not can, canonical. Yeah, I mean, he presents it as canonical, but I, although I'm also not really sure. Either way, it, it, it's he has this eye for making these films that's just, they're just wildly entertaining in this weird, fucked up kind of way. So he's he his most recent film was called Raiga, and it was about this, kind of Godzilla-like monster rampaging, but it was also a very much a satire of of Tokyo, people who live in Tokyo, especially in places like Harajuku and these very trendy districts that are also kind of seedy. Mm. And uh, it's a really weird, goofy movie, but it has a great-looking monster, and the best part was that... Now, first of all, he took me around uh, this place in Nippuri... That's basically Cat Town, where every shop is cat-themed, every restaurant is cat-themed. Sounds like heaven. I know, right? Because yeah. <laughs> all the shrines are very friendly to the cats that live there, and so the cats hang out at the shrines and stuff. So you see cats everywhere. And, yeah, like, and he took me, and we had no less than three separate lunches, because he kept wanting to, like, okay, now you have to have this, and now you have to go have this curry place that I, re- that I really like, and now we have to go get udon. Like, we didn't even finish our curry. We were like, he was like, okay, okay, stop eating, because we have to save our appetite for the udon we're going to go have. <laughs> and so, and the guy is, the guy is really is a character. I mean, he's just a larger-than-life because he's also a comedian, like mm-hmm. a professional comedian, but it's a very specific brand of Japanese comedy. It's kind of hard to explain. It's like a storytelling tradition where he sits and he tells a story and it gradually gets funnier as you listen to it. Yeah. It's a it's interesting. I mean, they they have that here too. It's I'm describing it wrong though. There's a very specific Anyway, uh, he just but the the coolest part was getting into he took he invited graciously invited me into his house and I got to see all these props from his movies, including the full Raiga suit, which is just gorgeous. I mean, it's, it's got bright blue and silver and Did you get red. To climb inside it, I really wanted to, <laughs> and he, I was like, "Can I get inside?" He's like, "No, man, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't ask because I didn't want it. Would, it would have been too much trouble." And, uh, sure. but he just, and they just, they had all these cool miniatures and man, it was really cool to see all that stuff. And so, yeah, um, that was my, that was my, and then after that I went to the Kaiju Sakaba. <laughs> so I'm just Kaijuing out the whole time. And then I also, like I said, I did a couple of Transformers related things. I did, uh, we had a Transformers related signing event at a bar that was in the basement of this building in Tokyo that was just like it was just it was just, it was literally like a bar slash tiny dance club, and us artists were kind of seated off to the side, and people would come over and talk to us and buy stuff from us, and it was really cool and weird. I'd never been to a signing like that before, and then we had a bigger Transformers event. Um, I think that following Sunday. And that really kind of opened my eyes to a very specific fact about Transformers. The That whole franchise, practically, not the whole franchise, but a large portion of that franchise was taken over by women. Like, hmm. 
girls are Transformers fans now, like to a staggering degree. That's surprising. Yeah, like I go to BotCon. I, I try to go to BotCon every year. Uh, and that's the official Transformers convention. Well, where's that held? Uh, it jumps around from city to city. Okay. Last year it was in Chicago. The year before that was Pasadena. Okay. This year, I think this coming year is going to be like Kentucky. I, I think. Mm. Um, right. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least you'll get some good whiskey. Right. Oh, they're going to have to. That'll to uh, help me pass some time. Uh, it's a, <laughs> no. Uh, and then going to Botcon though, just that it was about I would say forty percent women. Maybe maybe fifty percent women because girls are just super into Transformers now, and but, but the convention in Japan, this little mini con, was like, I would say seventy five eighty percent women. Wow. Yeah, like girls are super into Transformers, especially in Japan, and there's something about the characters that they really they really glom onto and. I remember this one girl came to pick up a commission from me, and I had done this little character named Rewind, and he's just a cute little character, but he's kind of got a bit of a tragic backstory, and I just made him really happy with his little, he's doing the little thumb, the little, the little peace signs and everything, just made him as cute as possible, and I handed her, and she was like, she, she had this reaction, like, and I was like, what's, what's going on, and tears started spilling out of her eyes, I've never seen somebody turn on the waterworks that fast. And I'm like, oh, 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 it's okay, it's okay, I'm sorry, like, I, 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 like did, something I, I did something wrong. No, she just loves that character so much, and it that sketch apparently really meant something to her. So, again, like, friggin' emotional highs of this trip. Your life is weird. It is weird, isn't it? <laughs> I kind of love it, and yet it also scares me. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, Back in the spill days, we had a couple... Like that type of emotional fans mm. that would come up every once in a while. We're always like, "What do we do? <laughs> I don't know what to do." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you affect somebody's lives, I mean, I, that's just it. I remember when I first met you and and Martin and the crew, and I remember like I was so nervous, which I still never insist never came across. I, I you know, I guess I just. I, I guess I just try to turn on the con, my con persona, which is just be outgoing and gregarious. But the whole time I'm thinking to myself, don't fuck up, 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 don't fuck up. <laughs> because, I mean, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys were the podcast I listened to more than any other. And you were these, you were these super cool guys who were like, man, they know all this shit and they've got all this cool knowledge. And like, then... Uh, and then he actually met us and went, oh, they're just a bunch of schmucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. I realize that you're all cool human beings. A bunch of old drunks. <laughs> <laughs> High-functioning alcoholics, as you put it once. <laughs> or citizen of Austin. Yeah, there you go. That was the thing. When I found out you guys were all based in Austin, that blew my mind. Because I, I originally – we're taking a sidebar here. I originally um, found out through the real deal about that that – Circle way back when like King Kong came out, King Kong 05, and I found that review, and then eventually that of course morphed into Spill, and then I remember hearing it was the a couple of cold ones, the first couple of cold ones I listened to when it was like behind the I thirty five interstate, blah blah blah. I'm like, what, what? That's near me. That's I live here. <laughs> I am therein. <laughs> I will stalk them. Yeah. Well, I just remember being so nervous when I approached Martin uh, at, uh, at at Austin Books at a staple pre-party or something, just being like, I want to be on the show. 
<laughs> Sorry, what did you say? You just start convulsively pissing yourself and run off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it came across that bad. Okay, yeah. good to know. Anyway, anyway yeah. But back to you. You guys are old drunks now. I didn't yeah, realize. We were that. old drunks then. Yeah. You've just <laughs> been perpetually old drunks your whole lives. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much weird. Yeah. <laughs> born, born with a bottle. Born with a bottle of Jamesons. <laughs> <laughs> we're the Charles Bukowski of the geeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so uh yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of some other uh big points. Oh, I got to go to the Power Rangers Museum. There's a Power Rangers Museum? The, more or less. It's a it's called Toei Hero World and it specializes in Super Sentai and Kamen Rider, which are their two big hero franchises. Super Sentai of course being the Power Rangers, or what became Power Rangers. Sure. It's not so much a museum as it is like a weird Chuck E. Cheese. Um, it's not as, expl- not, not as filthy or as explicit, but, um, I mean, filthy as in like, you know. Because Chuck E. Cheese is just disgusting. Just filled with feces. Constantly, yeah. Just poop everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just a, never mind. Yeah, no, no, I, no, trust me, I know. I'm picturing, like, post-apocalyptic Chuck E. Cheese. And it's creeping me out. Yeah. Like one night at Freddy's. Yeah, yeah, exactly, I was just thinking that. No, this wasn't so bad. This was, like, it's it's mostly, like, a bunch of suits and just, like, the, the different heroes, like, mannequins of the heroes all standing around and doing cool poses. The giant robot, there's a room with all the giant robots in it. And um, there are some little games and stuff. Like, you can run from station to station with this special this special watch that, like, charges up. And then you can go destroy the bad guys and stuff by activating this special uh, this special event thing. And it's it's hard to describe, but... And they have, they have uh, churro megazords. Wait, what? Little megazords made out of churros. Like the churro, the snack. Yeah, that's bizarre. It's delicious. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was oh, a, so because of course you had some. Of course, I it was delicious. I had to I had to eat it. So yeah, that was really my my friend Asusa took us out there, and it was a that was a solid forty five minutes though. It was a long trip to get out there because it's like way on the outskirts. Not even in. I don't even think it's in Tokyo. Uh, but yeah, and then we got on the way back. We stopped and uh, found an Ultraman shop. Bought a bunch of shit there. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was cool though. Getting getting to see to see uh, see all these these um from the from the show props and stuff. I really wanted to go to one of the stage shows because they have regularly scheduled uh, stage shows for whatever franchise is currently on air for Ultraman or Sentai or whatever. And this and I I saw a stage show like that when I was in California last year for another for, like, another hero, like an independent Japanese-style superhero. And those stage shows, if it's anything like that, are super rad because they have, like, pyrotechnics and they have a lot of, like, live stunt choreography and it's just ass-kicking, like, just balls-out martial arts. It's just a bunch of guys sweating in suits (laughs) that smell like month-old eggs. (laughs) Beating just ham, out of each just other. a weird smelling, weird ham. smelling ham. <laughs> so, Merry Christmas, Super Sentai. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, a, that was a lot of fun. And if I pull up my notes here, because it was just the whole trip was such a whirlwind. I got to make sure there's nothing else that I am missing, and I want to make a shout out to. Oh, I did get to meet um, 
these two guys, um, Yusuke Miki and Tadao um, Shibai. See, the problem is, is that I have a tiny American pea brain, so Japanese names, like uh, as is common for a lot of Japanese folks, start to for American folks start to run together because <laughs> you start it starts getting hard to be like, oh god, what was his name? But yeah, well, I'm sure sometimes they're like, Jesus, how many fucking Johns do you have <laughs> over there? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really like it's it's really. I, I consider it a personal a personal uh, victory that I'm able to hold on to retain as much as I as much as I have. Um, I'm impressed just from this podcast alone. I'm like, these are people you just met, right? And you're like flawlessly remember, remembering and pronouncing their names correctly, and I'm like, yeah, I can handle one person. <laughs> <laughs> Toshi, that's how I hang on to that, right? I got because it sounds like Yoshi, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Toshisa Nakamura. Yeah, no, I yeah. actually know his. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although yeah. it helped to hear you say it out loud. Yeah, they, yeah. right. Well, I mean, uh, oh, yeah, Takao Yoshiba-san. Uh, Takao Yoshiba and Yusuke Miki are these two guys, and they have a whole crew, and they just make their own kaiju stuff. They have a screen-accurate 1964-style Godzilla suit that they made, and it is screen-accurate. Like, it looks like it did in the original movie, and it's a beautiful suit. And they said, next time I come out... Hey, they said, come to the studio. We'll show you around. Put on the He said, Destroy I could put on the, the suit. They should if have I like a little Tokyo that like collapses, but then you just inflate it with air and it blows <laughs> back up or something. You know? <laughs> God, that would have solved so many uh, reshoot problems back in the 60s, I'm sure. Right? Because God forbid, they don't have very. You, you can't, have too many, can't have too many spares for these things. God forbid the film jams in the camera. I, yeah. I mean, they but, call the model department. Uh, what the rebuild. fuck do you want? <laughs> yeah, he screwed up the shot. Yeah, you got to rebuild Osaka Castle again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean the just the the these people are so dedicated to their craft. That was one of the things I also came away from is just how just how much this stuff means to them, especially the people who are involved in Tokusatsu in Japanese special effects. They just are. All in. I mean, they're they are hanging on to this technique, which, for all intents and purposes, in America is dead, mm. and they will not let it die. And they will fight to the bitter end to keep this thing alive. Yeah, which segues nicely into us talking about the new Godzilla movie a little bit. Oh, I didn't realize that was coming. Okay. Well, I just what, what do we know now? Well, they just revealed the design of the new Godzilla. Have you seen it? I have not. Is it pretty? Like it's it? horrifying. What? So in a good way, though, right? He looks like his face is a mass of cancerous tumors. So how do you feel about that? I think it's fantastic. Okay. I think that... So they're going with the whole radioactive, he's one big cancer thing. Yeah, they're going for this nuclear horror angle. I mean, he's, there's in places it almost looks like his skin is sloughing so off. So they're probably not going for a heroic Godzilla. No, well, the tagline... Well, the, the title of the film is Shin Gojira... Which uh, means, uh, which is, has a couple of different meanings, like true Godzilla, God Godzilla, new Godzilla. But the American title is Godzilla Resurgence. And the, which is interestingly uh, similar to Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> so we're going to have to deal with Wait, that. Is that the sequel to Independence Apparently Day? Apparently that's the title. I didn't even know that. Yeah, well, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess if you if you if you know anything about movies, I mean, it's not like you. <laughs> I knew a lot about the sequel. I didn't know they had come up with a title. I for think it. that's the title. That's what I saw. I mean, I'm just 
It's relaying information I saw with my eyes on the internet with my brain meat. So, <laughs> anyway, with these bits of my brain sticking out of my face. Well, you're um, not going to be able to have Robert Loggia in it. God Robert Loggia. <laughs> um, that's such a shame. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> or Randy Quaid, but that probably wasn't going to happen. Right a, yeah, we're, we're okay. Yeah. Um, I just, isn't, isn't, um, oh, uh, Data. Um, Brent Spiner is returning somehow. Yeah, I thought he was dead. I don't know what they're doing, but he's in it. Maybe he cloned it. I forget somebody else who's dead is in it too, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> it's uh, it's it's. Oh no, wait, he is actually. Oh, whatever. They do anyway. the same thing with the X Files. The new X Files show, cigarette smoking man's in it. The oh. uh, lone gunmen are in it. What? Uh, I forget. Uh, Crycheck is in it, and you're like all those characters. Oh well, I don't want to spoil for it. Yeah, I was gonna say because mm, I've only seen a little bit of X Files. Yeah, so sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Um, but anyway, um, what was that? Oh yeah, Shingo Jura. So that's actually my plan is to actually head back when it comes out next July, mm-hmm. July 29th. So and see it there. I'm gonna see it there. Yeah, that's my plan. I presume it would not have subtitles though. Ah, fuck it. I can figure it out. Um, <laughs> actually, I was talking with my friend uh, Danny, uh, who's who's another he's another guy I know who lives over there. He actually is a cameraman and an editor and stuff. He he said that he would be willing to go see. Well, he sit, wants to go see it anyway. Next to you and whisper. He wants. He, well, he said after the movie he'll give me the he'll give me the cliff notes. Um, just like whisper in your ear. Be like, Shit, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. He said Godzilla. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, um, I, I mean, it's a Godzilla movie. It's not going to be that hard to figure out. Uh, but but yeah, the new design is really intimidating and really scary looking. He looks like his skin is sloughing off in some parts. Uh, really just kind of grotesque. And a lot of fans aren't happy with this. But it's because these fans have been really used to this... Fans are really used to this very lion-like, um, regal, almost handsome Godzilla that we've had for a really long time. I mean, even the 2014 Godzilla has this We're mammalian. We're a lot about Matt Frank right in the sentence. Shh, right shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I don't want to look at your internet history. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, other people, people corroborated. That's that's the way he's described. So, so this is the first time in a long time we've had a Godzilla that's really intended to not be sympathetic at all. He's supposed to be scary. And uh so yeah, my, and and apparently it is it is partly practical, partly CGI. Like there's some kind of a big puppet or That's a suit. That's the way to do it. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. You take you take practical, you take a guy in a rubber suit mm-hmm. and then you touch it up and clean it up around the edges with CGI to make it that much make it not look like a guy in a rubber suit, but also not look like CG. Right, exactly. I mean, the whole that's the whole impetus of Tokusatsu is that it's not trying to hide the fact that it's an effect. Japanese effects have always been like, okay, we don't care that it's an effect. We just want it to look cool. Yeah. So that's the whole impetus. I think. I think here in America, we're raised with the notion that if something doesn't look a hundred percent realistic, that must be a mistake. Whereas to the Japanese, that's just not the way they look at it. Mm. So, which is why people tend to make fun of the old Godzilla movies a lot. They're like, oh, look, they're so cheap and so bad. Like, clearly they didn't know what they were doing. It's like, no, they knew what they were doing. They just didn't care. Less concerned about the uncanny valley. Right. They just wanted it to look... And more into the hidden valley where all the ranch is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, didn't you tell me they well, wanted ranch? Up I think there? we're done with this episode. Did, 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 did you tell me they wanted ranch dressing? 
Wasn't that you told me that? What? Like they couldn't get ranch dressing in Japan? Oh, no, no. Yeah. Those are my... those. That was my British friend who lives over there who can't get gravy. Oh, okay. And my man Morgan was like, you know you can just do flour and water, and he just looks at her with his dead-eyed, glazed look. It's pretty much look. gruel. Yeah, I mean, he just... But he, he like it hadn't even occurred to him that he could just cook the damn thing um, <laughs> and make it himself. All the ingredients are commonly found in every country in the world. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. It's... I don't know. We we sent him a bunch of packets as a Christmas gift one year. It's like, here, have like 20 packets of gravy, you dumb schlub. <laughs> I love you, Jim. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> throwing you under the bus here. But, yeah, so, I mean, I guess to, to cap it off, I did get to, like, uh, well, the first time I went to the Kaiju Sakaba, I got to go with Shizo Nakajima, who is a, um, who's for the last, like, several years has been working on his own Godzilla movie called The Wolfman vs. Godzilla. What? Yeah. It's a giant wolfman. Well, that's kind of cool. Actually. It's actually super rad. Yeah. And it looks like a legit 60s-style Godzilla movie. So oh, wow. I really, he's apparently going to finish it and put give, give it a limited, like, just, just show it off at conventions. Like, something, because I don't think Toho would let him have a, a wide release or anything or a DVD release because it's not an official Godzilla movie. So let me ask you this. Yeah. It's a giant wolf man. Uh, presumably, he's a lycanthrope still, so when mm-hmm. he's human, is he just human-sized, or is he also actually a giant human as well? No, no, no. He starts off as, like, like, a... Attack on Titan, where one of them gets bit by a werewolf? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like that. It's like he starts off human-sized, and he becomes this werewolf, but he's, like, a super, really supernatural, like, Egyptian curse werewolf or something, mm. where he... Or maybe not Egyptian, maybe something else, but he grows gigantic and fights Godzilla. Okay. Yeah, it's super rad, and I'm working on a poster for it right now. And just, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could go on for another hour and a half of all the shit that I saw and the people I got to meet up with and just, but I mean, what, we've been at this for like an hour? About an hour, yeah. Yeah, I think that... I feel I, like you hit the highlights. I think I hit all the highlights. I so, mean... Matt didn't mention you. Fuck you. You mean nothing to him. Yeah, that's that's the message I want to send. <laughs> You're a slug to Matt. You is like a giant Godzilla to your tiny pre-transformed to giant-sized werewolf. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> that sounds about my, my relationship with most of the people I know in my life. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Big old piece of shit. Um, <laughs> look, oh god, it's a giant piece of shit. <laughs> no, no, that's just Matt. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You're not a piece of shit. Uh, thank you. I, I knew. I no knew. one. When people talk about you, they do it like, oh, he's such a sweetheart. That Aww. is like usually what people say. Yeah, I appreciate that. Don't understand the whole giant monster thing, but whatever. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I was gonna say, you know, it's funny that that comes up a lot where people are like, "What is why the monster thing?" And I'm like, "Why the Star Trek thing?" Why the Star Wars thing? Why the Marvel thing? Yeah. Like, it's it's whatever you get into at a certain point in your life where it just hits the sweet spot and you just latch onto it. It's funny. I was just thinking about that the other day in relation to myself because so many of my friends have something that, like, one, maybe two things that that's their thing. Right. Like, they like a lot of stuff, but that's the thing they're, like, super ridiculously into. Yeah. That one specific corner of geekdom for a lot of people we know here it's star wars of course right of course the closest i come to is probably star trek Mm -hmm. but even then it's like 
that is not my, I'm not an end all be all guy. On right, ABC. of course. Like, I have a few Star Trek toys, but I also have Back to the Future toys and superhero toys and horror toys. And yeah. just, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a renaissance geek, Matt, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Are you now? Yeah. Are you really? A little bit of everything. Well, that's why you, uh, that's why you're pulling down the big podcast bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Comics don't pay that well either. Jack um, of all trades, master of none. Oh, <laughs> no, you know, it's, um, I, I, I mean, I've always been, I've always admired that ability to be able to be, to be able to kind of spread yourself out. Cause I mean, my obsession with Godzilla has given me a lot, but as a result, I also have a lot of blind spots. Like, for example, I didn't see Pulp Fiction until about a year ago. But you've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. But I also, I still haven't seen Reservoir Dogs. Well, we'll have to fix that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's the thing, though, is that what you do, it's a passion, and it makes you happy. I mean, I certainly didn't mean that as a criticism. Oh, no, I know. I I know. I just appreciate that. Sometimes I wish that I had picked something of more focus. You know, it's yeah. it's harder to sell yourself when you're like, I know a little bit about everything as opposed to I'm an expert on this thing. Well, at the same time, though, it means that you can have a more well-rounded opinion, I think, of more things because you're not too close to any one thing. Thank God they're paying so well for opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry about that. That was a little mean for me to say. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's... I mean, I, it is one of those things where, like, I'd like to branch out. I'd like to parlay my abilities into other franchises. Like, I've done a little bit of Transformers. I'd like to do more. I'd like to do other different stuff. I'd love to get into some other genres of comics and stuff. But, man, it just keeps coming back to Godzilla, man. Mm. It just keeps coming back to Kaiju. I mean, that's what I've been, I've been working on. Project Nemesis, which is the, the miniseries I've been doing with Famous Monsters. And it's just... I'm just like, oh, it's a monster page. Oh, I'm pulling out all the stops for this. So <laughs> you're like, non-monster page boring, non-monster page boring, non-monster page. Monster page. <laughs> um, that's my monster <laughs> excitement noise. Um. <laughs> People looking up in the sky, whatever. Well, you know, it's I, although I did have a lot of fun with the uh, end of issue two. I won't give this. I won't give it away. But let's just say that a certain comb-over-haired politician gets eaten alive. Nice. <laughs> yep. And is going to slowly dissolve in a monster's stomach. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt Frank gets political. Yep. <laughs> that's, a, that's new. Get ready um, for the, the, the hate mail on that, too, of oh, course. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I actually went on a small tirade on another podcast recently, and then I got really worried because I'm like, oh, man, I'm really kind of worried that's going to come out and that's going to get me in trouble. And then it turns out that the audio was corrupted, so we got to record it again. It's like, oh, all right, well, I'll dial it back oh, this time. <laughs> hey, what are you doing being on other people's podcasts? Uh, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we're good. I uh, I think that'll do it for this time. Um, you know, I really appreciate everybody listening to me ramble about shit that I did. Um, <laughs> next time, I've got a couple of other ideas in mind. I've got a couple of guests in mind. Uh, I'm hoping to do a, an Ultraman podcast sometime soon. We'll just talk about Ultraman. I've got some somebody lined up for that. I've... Um, uh, I've got uh, something a little more outside of the kaiju circle, but still tangentially related that I want to talk about. Let's just say it's 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 anime, <laughs> but it's a very specific anime. I was hoping uh, it was the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. We could probably talk about that at some point. <laughs> uh, probably closer to the release of Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, all right. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us. And uh, ah, what the hell? Push the button, Frank. 